everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I wanted to share some ideas with you on an article that I've recently written about how the cost of living crisis is impacting our well-being and what we can do about it. So here in the UK, I'm sure you are already aware that the cost of living has been increasing rapidly since the start of 2021. Now, in August this year, the annual rate of inflation reached 9.9%, which is close to a 30-year high. So as a result, we have seen increase in costs in everything from energy to food to housing. But there's also a secondary cost, which I think is sometimes overlooked when we talk about financial crisis. And that is the inevitable impact that this crisis will have on our health and our overall well-being. So aside from the debilitating feelings of worry and stress that people will feel when they are just reading the daily news headlines, there's a lot of doom and gloom at the moment, but also people's health will actually suffer both physically and mentally if they have to make big changes to their lifestyle and if they cannot afford to pay their bills. Many people are already making changes to their daily routine, to their spending habits in order to prioritize essentials. And when we think about essentials, often things that impact our physical health, our mental health are the first things to go. So whether that's paying for talking therapy, whether that's paying for a gym membership, often people will will start to make cuts to these areas in their life if they consider them to be non-essential. Now, of course, when general costs go up, we're also left with you know, less disposable income for social activities. So meeting friends, eating out, participating in sports, going to events, you know, this might seem like, okay, it's not a huge hardship to not be able to book a holiday or to meet friends on Sunday morning for brunch. But actually the reality is it will have a big impact on us. And and given that the last two years with the global pandemic, with restrictions and lockdowns and with people having to change the way they live and work, for a lot of us, we realized actually the, the negative impact of being isolated and staying home. So of course, many of us have returned to a different way of living. Now, the reality for some people is that this winter, they could essentially find themselves at home in a kind of self-imposed financial lockdown because they do not have a budget to socialize. And the knock-on effect of that on our well-being is real. So As I said at the start, what can we do about it? Well, I've got a few ideas and things that I think we should be considering right now. So firstly is our work home, work from home situation. So a lot of people, if they're doing a hybrid, if they're working partly at home, partly in the office, then they might be considering making changes to that on what they can afford when it comes to travel. So the first thing to do is to consider the pros and cons of both options pros and cons of working from home and returning to the office, not just in relation to cost, but in relation to your health and your well-being as well. So if traveling to the office is a way for you to increase your daily movement, let's say if you can cycle to work or if you can walk to work or maybe get the train halfway, if you can walk part of the journey, then that is a positive thing. It's something that's going to boost your daily activity, get you moving. And also if you're someone who enjoys working with others in proximity, you know, being in a group, being in that environment, then it's also going to boost your mental health and your mood to go into work and to be around people. So if you're finding that, okay, actually it's cheaper for me to stay at home. I don't want to spend so much money on commuting. 
then before you just make that change, maybe have a conversation with your employer and see if there's if they're willing to contribute to part of the cost of your commuting. Because if that's something that you need for your physical and mental health, if it's something that's gonna, especially as we're going into the, the winter months where it's darker and it's colder, then please consider all aspects of what it will cost you to, to commute into work or to stay at home. We've got to find a hybrid solution that works for your employer, that works for you, and that works financially without compromising on all aspects of your work and life. Secondly, when it comes to movement, if you are tempted right now to cancel your gym membership or if you can no longer afford to go to your yoga studio or your CrossFit box or to attend fitness classes, then you really should consider making, uh, finding a cheaper alternative that still includes meeting with other people. So for example, I know that you can join uh, running clubs for as little as five pounds every week. If you're not a runner, maybe, you know, connecting with friends and saying, okay, let's meet together to do a workout at home or, or to do take an online fitness class. But I think I understand, especially with some gyms charging, you know, 200 pounds a month or 150 pounds a month. I understand why at the moment people might think, okay, I'm going to cancel that. I need to save the money. However, the idea that we're just going to, you know, replace our workouts by working out at home our intentions are good and of course we know that self-motivation can be difficult and it can come and go but that's why it's so important for us to connect and work out with other people as well so we're getting that kind of social element the social engagement part and also keeping moving so have a think about it who could you connect with if you are making changes to your your kind of fitness budget I suppose and think about who you could keep accountable and again talking to others there might be people who need some accountability from you and you can rope them in and stay active together next up and I guess very related is diet often people will say that when they're trying to consciously reduce how much they're spending they make changes to maybe the foods that they buy and also whether they you know buy food when they're out buying lunch going out for dinner etc so now's a good time I suppose to get a bit creative in the kitchen we could spend a little bit more time at the weekend batch cooking things or making lunch for the week ahead and also another thing to consider is how much alcohol we're buying how much alcohol you're consuming now I'm not going to suggest that you you know cut out alcohol altogether I certainly do enjoy having a glass of red wine but I think that often when people are in times of like ongoing stress, that's when they might be tempted to drink more or, or they just might not notice that they're drinking more in an attempt to relax and unwind. But unfortunately, this can actually have a, a detrimental effect on, on lots of areas of our health and well-being from reduced sleep quality to actually increasing anxiety. So if you're yeah, if you're overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and worried, then I can you can understand why people sometimes would start to drink more, but it can have an opposite of the desired effect. So just be considered about if your alcohol habits are changing and consider the impact on your health as well as on your wallet. And lastly, as someone who is an optimist and someone who's always trying to find solutions to problems and ways to encourage others, I'd say if you're in a position to help others right now, whether that is big or small, then make that a priority. So some things that you could do. Firstly, you can donate food to your local food bank because 90% of food banks in the independent food aid network have reported an increase in demand. 
more people are relying on these services. So I know that at my local supermarket, there is a station outside where you can donate. So I try to just, you know, every time I go shopping, just buy two or three items that you can donate and just put them in on the way out. So that is a very small thing that I can do, but I'm trying to, yeah, remember and be conscious of, of what I can do to, to help and to donate. Another thing is just, of course, at home, you know, decluttering, donating clothes, shoes, children's school uniforms is a good one that we can do. And then also just checking in with friends, with family members, with neighbours, if you have elderly neighbours, just checking in with them and seeing how they're doing. You know, a 10 minute conversation could really, you know, could change their day. And I think just, just being able for people to be honest as well and say, actually, if they are worried about, you know, contributing towards paying for a holiday or if they're worried about Christmas and, you know, buying expensive Christmas gifts or then it could be really helpful for them to hear from you and to just open that conversation. So small things that we can do to help others and also just to get us thinking ourselves. So that is something that I wanted to share this week as I've been thinking about it a lot since I wrote the article and this is what I do. I use my voice, I use this platform to encourage and to motivate. So I hope you found it helpful or got you thinking. If so, of course, please do share it with others on social media. I'm at Adrienne underscore LDN on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, for listening and for sharing. I really appreciate it. Have an awesome week and I'll be back soon with another episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 